Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you, including over your lunch hour. So we take you up until 1 o'clock. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, uh, this is what is coming up on the program today. We will start in about 25 minutes or so with our friend Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. He covers the Big 12, both football and basketball. Yes, it is time to start picking some of our guest brains basketball-wise, and we'll do that uh, with Matt Postens coming up here at 1125, 1145-ish. Uh, the head coach of the Valley Tigers, Gary Swenson, is going to join us. Yes, Valley is back uh, in the state championship game. They will take on Southeast Polk. Uh, Southeast Polk is have to be, I would consider this trend, but I will certainly defer to you, expected to win this game? Yes. Yeah, right? Maybe? Yeah. Uh, but Valley certainly playing well, as we saw last week, as they knocked off Dowling. Looking forward to catching up with uh, Coach Gary Swenson here at about 11.45. And then at 12.25, we wanted to do this last week. It got away from us, but we're going. And actually, it's going to work out well, I think. Uh, we're going to put a bow on baseball, but also uh, take a look at some of the uh, potential destinations for some of these coveted free agents and maybe uh, some of the teams that you root for will get a little bit of a boost by bringing in a big name or, unfortunately, on the other side of the coin, watching a big name walk out the door and join another team. Team. Anyways, Mr. Monday Night had another score last night. Uh, it's my favorite division, top to bottom. I've yeah. said this for my forever. It's just, I don't know what it is. The history. why it is. I think probably Late so, Late afternoons, right? how many Cowboys... Summer all in Madden. Right. Redskins games yep. can we see? How yep. many Giants yep. games with LT in the 8th? Mm-hmm. For my era, too. I mean, Eagles with teams, Randall Cunningham. And they were so way good. Yeah. And, yeah, it just felt like there were so many... Harold Carmichael... Out. You'd watch, well, for me, if we had to watch the Vikings early or the Bears. Yeah. Depending on what was on. And then 325, it felt like every single week it was NFC East. Yeah. You know what? That's probably why I uh, became a fan of that division because, yeah, in all likelihood, that was the games we got. Anyways, uh, it was great. It was fun last night. The Eagles um, no longer unbeaten. So the 72 Dolphins can pop their champagne (laughs) or whatever they do with their ages um, at this point. But um, boy, oh boy, Tyler Heineke. What, What a story, huh? Taylor Heineke, this is a guy that, he's the one, right, that was sleeping on his sister's couch waiting for a shot. Old Didn't Dominion he? kid, yeah. And um, never thought it was going to come, and it came. And look at, uh, I mean, he's taking complete advantage of it. And he was asked after the game last night, um, who's a sideline reporter? Why can't it? Michelle, not Michelle Tafoya. She's gone. Um, anyways, she asked. Melissa uh, Stark. No, no, not that. Not sun, that's Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Um, got him picture. Anyways, whoever it is asked about, because Wentz is ready to come back. Mm-hmm. This is, well, can you lose your job to the starter by via injury? We're going to find out. I mean, you can't start Carson Wentz for this football team, I don't think. I, I don't know what they were thinking in the first place, even going and, and paying the ransom. I wonder if that it was did. a Dan Snyder. Oh, I'm sure it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like one of those kind of things. Or the GM. I you know what's in a ringer. <coughs> Cough it up. Um, I had probably something to do with it. And, um, you know, we've certainly seen it before in a number of teams, right? You sign a prize free agent or you don't want to be embarrassed and uh, you end up starting them. Heineke is a perfect stopgap, too, until you find your guy or draft your guy and, and mm-hmm. see if it works. Is he going to win you a Super Bowl? No. 
Probably not. But he's competent. Yeah. He's fun. Guys love him. Uh-huh. He's passionate. He can make plays. Uh-huh. He can do the things that you need to to go out and spend the draft capital that they did to bring in Carson Wentz. We know what he mistake. is. I yelled at it at the time, and here we are today. And now you have a perfect opportunity, a team at 5-5, five and five, still a real chance of being a playoff team. Mm-hmm. You're going to hand the keys off again to no, Carson Wentz? you can't. You absolutely Why? can't. I don't get it. He, he was awful. He was absolutely awful in Indianapolis last year. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Um He's just not an NFL quarterback. Not anymore. No. The injuries caught up with him. Yep, they did. And probably had a, a lot to do with it, right? Because mm-hmm. early in his Philadelphia career, oh, it looked yeah. as though he was rolling. He was on the way to MVP. There he was. Then he got hurt, and then uh, Nick Foles, of all people, comes off the bench, <laughs> right. and he hasn't done a thing since. But you know what? Uh, he did it when it counted, right? The lights couldn't be any brighter than the Super Bowl, and there he was. Heineke's going to have a long career, too. I, I hope. Mean, just to back up. Yep. guy that's going to bounce around. see him around. on the airplane. And by the way... Have we? I don't think until we saw Kirk Cousins on the airplane, we don't see a lot of teams celebrating on their way home, on their flight home. Have we? Every once in a while, have Papa, we? But nothing like back I mean, to back weeks now. The dorkiness of Kirk Cousins took it right. to another level, and now everybody oh, seems yes. to start trying to steal a page from this, yes. right? Yes. And there's Heineke just knocking back one bush light after another on the plane last night, wearing some some chains around his neck and just having a ball. But it's, it dawned on me as I was watching it. You know, I don't think we've seen these type of videos before. Not at this level. No. Right. It's gone to another level now. Yeah. With would start with Kirk Cousins, yep. and then you see the old man, Patrick Peterson. He mm-hmm. had the chains he had some on. Plane. Yep, some plans. He was wearing the ice and having a good time after the Vikings uh-huh. went against Buffalo, just on and on. What a league this is. Yeah. I, I mean, every single week, every single year, it just delivers. It does, doesn't it? It is so freaking yeah. good. I, and King football, Trent. <laughs> it's another level. I. It is. And it's 12 months out of the year. Mm-hmm. It's 50 out of the 52 weeks. Yeah. Now 49. Whenever Peter King is on vacation, there's nothing going on in the league. Late June, early July. And that's when he goes. And then... He turns his column over to a couple of uh, uh, guest writers, and then he's back, and he's at camp, and boom, rinse and repeat, here we go again. And we're going to get into it again right uh-huh. as the season concludes and you get into draft stuff and on and on. Lisa and on. Salters. Lisa Salters. Thank you, Drew yes. Shipley, listening to us in the nation's capital this morning. I bet he was on Washington. Oh, I'm sure he was. Oh, absolutely. A, he fires and B, he lives there and he's the season ticket holder. And this is the kid that they tried to stiff. I mean, not a kid. This is the guy they tried to stiff in the 2020 or what a 50-50 rather, not right. 2020, 50-50 drawing. Uh, but Lisa Salters, the sideline reporter. So thank you, Drew. NFL-wise... Minnesota gets the win. Mm-hmm. That has been the story. I don't know how many times over the past two days I've seen that highlight. It has to be two dozen, though. Which one? The fumbled snap leading to the touchdown that gave the Vikings Oh, the yeah, game. yeah, yeah. That play, I swear, every time I go to 206 or 209 or 212. They're showing it? Every, I have seen this. Every time I look up, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh-huh. It just... All over the place. Last night during the game, during halftime, of course. Had it during Berman's three Berman's, minutes. yeah. Just on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Will we ever see anything like that again? Mm, I mean, think back. a long time. Herm Edwards. Yeah. That was in the 70s. That was a long time ago. We're 50 years later. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I got another 50 in me. I'm sorry, bud. I don't <laughs> yeah. think you got 50 no, in either. I know I don't, Trent. I'm open <laughs> for 20. I'd sign for 20. Yeah. I don't think we'll see anything le- to win a game the way now, they did. Yeah, you know, they went overtime and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I heard something also about that because people are talking about the Herm Edwards play. If you if you haven't seen it, back That's in amazing. the seventies, back then your quarterback couldn't take a knee. That was the rule. 
You couldn't take See, a knee. I didn't remember that aspect of it. And I hadn't either, but yeah. I heard uh, some guys talking about it yesterday. The rule back then, because they were kind of, oh, it's our buddy Chris Andrews. And he said back then it wasn't a thing. And they looked a little deeper into it and said that by rule, your quarterback was not mm-hmm. allowed to take a knee. And that changed, of course, the following season right. as the competition committee comes together and says, hey, this isn't right. Quarterback now can take a knee. But that's how it was back in the day. I didn't know that. Now, I don't think there's anything else you can do. Another thing, I've heard a lot of this. Take a safety in that spot. Yeah, You can't take a safety. There's 40 seconds right. left. You're punting from yep. your 20. Right. You're giving them the ball at what? Probably 50? the 30, 40, 50, somewhere in there. And then a field goal beats you. You yep. can't. For people to think that you got to take a safety, no, 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 no. No, if, but if the, there Viking, was 10 the Vikings seconds, kicker's not the most uh, you know, trustworthy. <laughs> but he's got a strong leg. He does. He can hit. He can bomb it. That's true. And so Joseph gets up there for a 54-yarder mm-hmm. to win the game. I, you can't allow that. But then an extra point, he's liable to clank it off the post. <laughs> revisions. I understand revisionist history and, oh, they should have done this. There is no way, though, in that spot. No, I mean, you, you got look at Josh Allen. How many times is that going to happen? And to right. your point, yeah. right? I mean, this is a big dude. <laughs> I mean, this is a big. Is there a bigger quarterback, starter quarterback in the league than him? If there are, there aren't many of no. them, right? I mean, with his weight, his athleticism, his height, everything that goes to, he's a physical dude. Mm-hmm. He's a physical, physical guy. Uh, to your, to your, to, to your point, no, the NFL rules. It, it does. And it's week after week after week, uh, and they just keep tweaking it to make it better. We're going to get a play a, a playoff game on a Monday night. I mean, how good is that going to be? I'm ready for it. Right? Uh, I mean, I'm not ready for we're, it. Right, yeah, because we're fast-forwarding <laughs> right. through the season. we got a lot in front of us here. So one other thing I wanted to throw at you. You have been very quick to throw dirt on Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And you said, we're probably never going to talk to Sinekin again in our life. Well, we are this Thursday because they play Thursday Night Football. So that makes it a little easier. Right. Are so you, you're saying, are they, is, are they does done? this change my opinion of what that one win well, it was a good win. It was a very good uh, win. I guess I think is a pretty good team in Dallas. And the schedule is incredibly difficult. For, for Green Bay or for Dallas? For the Packers. Okay, let me get it in front of me. They're, they're four and six right now. What do, we, what do we have to get them at to get them in? Ten? Ten they're in. Nine? Ten, ten doesn't win the division. No, 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 no. But ten they're in. So ten they're in, nine they're need, maybe needing some help. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Thursday night, I know they play the Titans. Let me they get do. that after that. That's not easy. It's not at all. It's not easy. They've won six out of seven. They're only right. lost. Came with Malik Willis almost beating the Chiefs. Right. <laughs> Malik Willis, right, of all people. All right, so Tennessee. Uh, Got to win that. You have, have to. to. Have to win Will it. they? Yes. Okay, so you're so that's five. At Philly? No. At Bears? Coin flip game right now. At Bears? You have to win it, though. So do they? Yes. Six. Uh, home to the Chargers. The Rams. Home to the Rams. Yes, they get that. Seven. At Miami. Maybe. No, 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 no. Miami's legit, dude. They're legit? That's Christmas Day. That's Christmas Day at noon. And then they wrap up at home with the Vikings. Minnesota and Detroit. Both in Lambeau. Mm -hmm. In January. Mm -hmm. Dome teams come into the cold weather. There's still a path here. To ten. To even nine. Does nine get you a sniff? Do you have a chance and it comes down to tiebreakers? Mm-hmm. And who would their wins have come against? They beat Tampa Bay. I mean, right now, the 49ers have the last spot. They're 5 and 4. Well, here's the thing where tiebreakers might come into it. Two of their best wins, are their, no, their two best wins have been against NFC Dallas, who looks like a playoff team, mm-hmm. NFC Tampa Bay, who will win that division. Probably will. 
probably will. Those are two good wins over NFC teams. The 49ers are the last team in right now at 5-4. and four. Commanders a half game back at 5-5. Five and five. And then the Packers, the Falcons, and the Cardinals are all 4-6. and six. There's not the a lot of teams Packers, to jump either. The Falcons? I mean, do we see Seattle taking a step no, back? No, yes. So if Seattle does that, Seattle the rest of the way, they go, well, it'll be one. I don't think they win the division, Trent. They win three more games. Seattle okay. wins three more games. Okay. So that gets them at nine and eight. Mm-hmm. The path is there. It's mm-hmm. not a stretch. And that game plan against the Cowboys, where for 47 minutes, what are they doing still running the football? It worked. Yeah. It worked. And that's how you beat this Dallas and then team. And you want to see Aaron Rodgers in, in the wild card weekend? No. I don't. Do you want to see Tom Brady? No. Neither one. <laughs> no. Neither one of them. Been there, done that. Uh, Brady's not more. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the knock on Rodgers, right? Can't win the big one. Uh-huh. Um, oh, boy. It's going to be fascinating to watch play out. All right. Normally, this is a topic that um, is is a lazy topic when or the last week of June, first week of July type of topic. <laughs> okay. But I want to go here because I, I'm, I'm changing my opinion, and I know it's because I'm old and I'm sentimental. Did you see the letter that Pete Rose wrote this weekend? I did, yeah. Did you read it? I did not. So you saw it, but you didn't read yeah, it. I, I, no. So I guess I'm not going to change your mind. Um, he fell on the sword. And I think for the first time ever, and maybe I'm maybe he's pulling the wool over my eyes, mm-hmm. like he's trying to do with Manfred and all of baseball, he is expressing genuine remorse for the mistakes. And he's doing so for two reasons. Well, one big reason but the reason that I think that spurred this on, he's 81 years old. Yes. Speaking of a guy that doesn't have another 50 years that's in him. Just, that's just it. He desperately wants into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and wrote a letter that seemingly is from the heart. And seemingly, I think it was him because it doesn't sound. So I don't think he comes across, when I've heard him in the past, he doesn't come across as the brightest bulb in the chandelier. And when you read it, it kind of comes across as Pete Rose wrote this. Oh, okay. He didn't get help from a PR firm, right? Right. This wasn't who's the rep the garment works for mm-hmm. here um, that the uh, Iowa hires. Anyways, it wasn't something like that. Sure, Wickstead Wickstead PR firm. It was actually, I think, him. So what what does that do to your opinion of him? Well, it doesn't change it at all because I have long maintained that Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame because so he's the hit king. He, he's the hit king. He has paid his penalty many many times over now. At this mm-hmm. point, but he's got here before, and he's been seemingly. There's been a couple of well, if you take this path and you don't stray and do this, mm-hmm. then maybe we can revisit this. And he's basically given everybody the middle finger. I'm going to live my life, right? Um, Cincinnati, the great American ballpark. Are they not getting a casino or a sports book <laughs> built in the bowels of it? Yeah. in time for baseball next year. Mm-hmm. Is he not? I believe already been hired to make the first bet. I think he has. Oh, really? I think I saw that yeah. within the last couple of weeks. That they're, whoever the company is is actually going to pay him to make the first bet at their at their sports book. Um, but it's time, I think, Trent. It is. And, and I would be okay with it. And I know that he broke the cardinal rule of betting on baseball and betting against his own team, which is even more egregious. I never thought he should get in. But maybe it's just and I'm sentimental. You want to see the old guy get his chance? Do, because Trent, here's my here's my here's what I think is going to happen. When he's gone, 
20 years, 15 years, 5 years, who knows what it's going to be, that they're going to, you know what, Yeah, it's time. Well, we know that's going to happen right. eventually. But shouldn't it be time when he's alive that yeah. he can enjoy it? Right. To have that moment. Right. To have one For last. For the family. What he has gone through now the last, what, almost 40 years? Mm-hmm. And some of his teammates on the Big Red, I mean, Joe Morgan was adamant. Oh, yes, absolutely. Johnny Bench is still to this day against it. Um and there were two big cogs in that big red machine yes. wheel. I don't know. It just seems like, let's do this. Let, let's. And you know what? The plaque has got to say. It oh, can't be all his, his his accomplishments. This is what Pete Rose is going to be remembered for, for being banned for baseball. And I've long maintained that. Put him in. It put it on to, the plaque. Yes. It has to be, even if it's a different wing. We put him and Bonds and Clemens, and, and they have their own wing. Guys that have a tainted history. Move Ty Cobb over there. You know, different yeah, guys yeah, that, yeah. you know, have different things that we need to remember about mm-hmm. them. Have that be OJ a separate Simpson area. and Canton. Right. Have those kind of things out there. So as you are, that's the part. When I take Jack there, I want to tell you. You're going to do that? Oh, there is Good not for a, you. There Good is for not you. a doubt in my mind. Yep. Good when, for he, you. when he gets old enough, that is, that's going to be a summer trip. That's awesome. Where it's going to be me and him, and we're going to mm-hmm. go out. We're going to see Yankee Stadium. We're going to go to Fenway. Oh, good for you. And we're going to go to Cooperstown. And when we're telling the story, and when I'm telling my son. Man, I hope you guys, honestly, Trent, let me start. I hope you guys get that done. Yeah. That would be an awesome father-son. Because I know Dad loves baseball, and I'm guessing Junior will, too. He's got a swing on him. Does he? We're, we're working on it. Now, make sure you start throwing with that left oh, arm. Oh, I, I tried that way early. He had no time for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I tried. I tried really hard. That is something, though, when you're telling the story, when I'm telling my son, yeah. you know my love of baseball. Uh-huh. And I want to tell him the story. And when I tell him stories, and he asks this a lot now, Dad, tell me a story. And so I'll tell him about the 2002 Iowa Hawkeyes. And I'll tell him about the 1991 Minnesota Twins. He doesn't care what it is. He no, just, just wants to talk and, tell him a story. And more than anything, he wants to extend Ben time. I mean, that's the uh, biggest thing. He doesn't oh, want to go to oh, so he's, Okay. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's working the you. old band. Uh-huh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But what I take him there and I tell him the real story of baseball and what I know about, well, who has the most hits all time? Okay, this guy has the most home runs. He's Barry Bonds. Why mm-hmm. isn't he in here? Why doesn't this guy? I want to have the story. I don't want to have a plaque there. I want to have those conversations. And for it not to be a part, it's a museum. It, this, right. This is not being elected to Congress. Right. It's a freaking museum. When Just you put it that put way. Yeah, when you do put it that way. The, the sitting down on Mont Pius, the, the baseball writers continue yep. to maintain, and commissioners, yep. and on and on and on. I have, I've been this. I started Sports Talk myself almost 20 years ago. And at that time, in 2004, when I started, when that summer conversation mm-hmm. came up, I was Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and people were mad. Cardinal Lauren would call in, and he would yell at me, mm-hmm. and we'd go back and forth. That is, though, where I have been for such a long time. And if this is enough to push him through, so be it. The great part about it, though, as you said, I didn't even read it, but if there's real contrition there, something that has never been a strong point of Pete Rose. No, and never. He, he has put his foot in his yes. mouth. He is even when he's telling the truth, it almost feels like they're half truths. No, I agree, Trent. And and this this is this is Pete Rose. So I got a couple of Pete Rose stories. Um, one of them was when I when I first went to the racetrack in since it was just outside since it's in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, if you fly into Cincinnati, you fly into Kentucky, yes, yeah. right? So it's a, there's like that little narrow finger of Kentucky, and that's where the racetrack. And they built him his own room on the roof. <laughs> Right? When he was playing for the Reds because yeah. he liked to come and bet on the horses. But he didn't show up to bet the horses like, like anybody else. He showed up with a shopping bag. You know that change jar that you have at your house mm-hmm. where you put your quarters and your nickels and yeah. your dime? The shopping bag contained ones and fives. 
Because this is what Pete Rose, you know, that's just that's you know changed to him, yeah. right? So he'd show up with his shopping bag full of ones and fives. The other is is to this day or recently, he's at the Mandalay Bay at the shops at Mandalay Bay, and he gets there first thing in the morning and he makes his bet on whatever track is running first thing in the morning. And when he gets up to leave, the amount the mountain of uncashed losing tickets in front of him, and these aren't two dollars to show. Oh, I yes. right. Yeah. This is hundred dollar exacta boxes. This is how this cat fires. So he still likes to play. He still likes to bet. But this is the final paragraph, and I'm not going to read the whole story. But the final paragraph. I'm asking for your forgiveness. Despite my many mistakes, I am so proud of what I accomplished as a baseball player. I am the hit king. It's my dream to be considered for the Hall of Fame. Like all of us, I believe in accountability. I'm 81 years old, and I know that I've been accountable and that I now hold myself accountable. I write now to ask for another chance. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got it for me. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get it, though. Do you? Well, it's Manfred. Whatever he does will be the wrong decision. Well, wasn't Giamatti... I mean, he was the original, and then he passed away right afterwards. Instantly, right? yeah, yeah, instantly. You know, his kid's an actor. Oh, it's, yes. that's Bart Giamatti's son. Yes, that's Giamatti. Son. Uh, what's his name? Giamatti G- G- Junior. He's in Billions, and he yeah. does a, he does a ton of stuff. Oh yeah, he's in everything. So that that's his kid. That's Bart Giamatti's I, kid. I never yes. realized that. Yeah. Um, Don't look the same. No, not really. Do no. they? Anyways. Um, I'm in. I'm changed Good. my mind. I want Pete Rose to be a part of base. It's a museum to steal your life. Cross, the, cross that off for July. Yeah. We got that one figured out. Indeed. Middle of football season, but um, I saw that and I read the whole thing, and you know what? It, it struck a chord with me. Anyways, it's time to take a time out before we do that. Uh, time for another $1,000 handoff. Go to KXNO.com right now. Since you're there, you can enter the keyword in this pop-up box. It's brand. Grand at KXNO.com. Grand at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Matt Postens, we're going to talk some Big 12 basketball and football. Gary Swenson, head coach of the Valley Tigers. Valley back in the state championship game. They will take on a very difficult SCP team. We'll talk to uh, Gary Swenson coming up about uh, 45 before the hour. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Sent you in. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, right, 11.30. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Coming up in 15 minutes or thereabouts, uh, Gary Swenson, the head coach of the Valley Tigers, will join us for a few minutes. Preview the state championship game 5A, Valley Southeast Polk. Coming up 7.30, you said, Trent, for kickoff? 7.30 kickoff, estimated kick time. There will be a game before that that'll start at 4.30, <laughs> so... Fingers crossed it'll be 7.30, but I've been on the other side of that one a time or two. Uh, And you'll hear the game on 96.9, the Bull. 
can hear it there. All right, let's get Matt Postens in here. He covers uh, the Big 12 at Heartland College Sports, both football and basketball-wise. Matt, first of all, thank you, as always, for coming on. We truly appreciate it. Uh, let's go. I want to go back to our conversations in, the, oh, probably started in May, leading up towards the season anyways, and you know, going around talking about all of the schools in the Big 12 and we would come to TCU and we would get, you know, I really don't know anything about this team. This this is the one team that I really don't have a strong feel either way. You could tell me they're going to win four games. You could tell me they're going to win ten games. Uh, well, here they are on, on, on path to win every single one of them in the conference. Uh, what an amazing, amazing story. Um, TCU, you didn't see it coming, I don't think. But, man, after last week, um, I'm in. I'm buying them now. Yeah, I mean, I think going into the season, I probably had them at anywhere to seven to eight wins. I mean, you know, I, I felt like they were going to have a better season, but nothing like this. And I think, you know, really what it boils down to is, A, Sonny Dykes has energized that program in a way that I wasn't quite expecting. Um, I, I knew they were going to get kind of a jolt with a new coach, but, you know, they didn't lose a lot of players to the transfer portal. Most of them stuck around, which I, I think mm-hmm. is interesting. I think is a credit not just to – to Dykes, but a credit to his predecessor, Gary Patterson, and what he built there for 20 years. He, he built a program there where, where people want to be a part of it. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, Garrett Riley's done a great job of calling plays, and they've done a great job, I think, of taking the air raid principles that Sonny Dykes is so well known for and injecting a power running game into it. I think that's been the biggest difference for them, especially the last month and a half has been the running of Kendra Miller and the uh, complimentary running of their quarterback, Max Duggan. I mean, they, they, they like to throw the football, no question, but they can grind you out. You know, I saw them play in person against uh, Oklahoma State. I saw them, I've seen them play most of their games this year, and, and, and I'm really just kind of amazed that an air raid, you know, principled offense can run the ball the way they've been running it the last month and a half. There, there may not, might not be a more productive running back in the country right now than Kendra Miller. And I think he's been the biggest difference for them from last year to this year, just their ability to run the ball, you know, complement the passing game. Their defense hasn't changed too much, but they've, they've done a really good job on the defensive side of the football, getting to the quarterback, you know, beating up people at the point of attack. I mean, they beat up a big Texas offensive line on Saturday, mm-hmm. and they showed that they're not a finesse team. They're a tough team. They're a team to be reckoned with. They're a team that can win every game moving forward and get into the playoffs. So let's go to the other side of the field from Saturday night, Texas. You have Quinn Ewers, inconsistent, to put it kindly. 55% completion percentage in that kind of system is not good. And then there's Arch Manning coming in next year. Sark's obviously going to get another Mm -hmm. season. It's nothing like that. But what kind of competition is this in? Could we be talking about Quinn Ewers maybe after the spring, possibly looking around once again for another home? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, he's, I think we shouldn't forget that he's a freshman. I mean, yes, he's a redshirt freshman, but he didn't play anything at all at Oklahoma, at Ohio State last year. So he's, he's in a, a situation where he's learning a new offense. He missed some time because of the injury. I think that might be the biggest piece of his development uh, at this point. It's just that he missed about two, three weeks there after the Alabama game after he got hurt. Uh, and he's had some really good games this year, and he's had some really tough games this year. And, and Saturday night was a tough game. And I, I think, you know, when you're able to get pressure on him quickly and, and force him into, you know, a, a decision quicker than he wants to be making decisions, you know, with any, with any quarterback, it makes the life more his life more difficult. 
Um, I'm a little surprised that he's not quite as mobile, uh, and that might just be a, a you know piece of the injury from earlier this year. Uh, but I, I figured he'd be a little bit more mobile in this offense. Uh, he hasn't shown that yet. But if you're looking ahead to next year, I don't see any reason why, especially with Arch Manning planning to enroll early in January, uh, so he can get to, to know the offense and start getting things down, why there wouldn't be a competition between mm-hmm. the two of them in the spring. I don't know if that means that uh, Quinn Ewers transfers away if he loses the job, because remember, he's already transferred once, yep. and he's already burned yep. his red shirt. Yep. So theoretically, if he transfers again, he's supposed to sit out a year. Not that the NCAA is necessarily you know, adhering to that at this point, but it does add an interesting wrinkle, because I originally thought Arch would red shirt and be okay with that. Now it looks like, I think, based on what we've seen, there could be a, a significant competition between the two and uh, in the spring. You know, last year, I think we all thought, ah, that's an anomaly. Oklahoma, Texas, they'll be back in the championship game. This is just a one-year, it's a one-off, uh, as we saw Baylor and Oklahoma State play for all the marbles. Well, we're, we're on pace this year, I think. I mean, TCU is in. And in all likelihood, they're going to face K-State at this point. Um it's changed, right? I mean, is, is, is it is it now safe to say? I mean, we know it's going to change as soon as they leave permanently, Oklahoma and Texas. But when we have this conversation this time next year, we shouldn't just assume that, well, Texas will be there, Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's going to be back. Uh, this is two years in a row that those two teams aren't going to be in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I wouldn't assume that next year. And I think this really all started after those two schools left or announced they were leaving last year. I think after the initial shock, I think the, the so-called hateful eight all realized <laughs> yeah. that they now that they now had an opportunity to become the big dog in this conference. That you know, for so long the Big Twelve has been identified as Oklahoma, Texas, and even going back you know twenty years to Nebraska. That's been their identity. That's been the conference's whole identity. Now that those schools are transitioning out, you know these these eight schools now have a chance to really kind of you know. A, forge a collective identity, which I think they've done. They're going to be that tough, pesky, chip-on-your-shoulder conference that nobody's going to want to play when the chips are down. But also, you know, cultivating an individual identity. Texas Tech has done a great job of this, even though I know their football program is not where they want it to be. Uh, I was talking to Krista Gerlich at, at Big 12 Media Days, and, and it's not just that the football program is supported by NIL. It's both basketball programs. It's baseball. It's softball. They're building a culture there where where athletes are going to have opportunities inside and outside of the program. Uh, TCU is doing the same thing. You know, it, it's you know it's about creating an entire package for student athletes to be successful on and off the field. And I think all these schools have realized that, and that's why you're seeing you know them being far more competitive with Texas and Oklahoma than they, than they were two or three years ago because they were kind of allowing those schools to be their identity. Now they have to go out and create their own identity, and they're starting to really embrace that. And they're starting to—you're starting to see the fruits of that now with TCU and and potentially K-State being in the uh, conference championship game. No, you, it's not an outsider perspective because you cover the Big Twelve, but an out-of-state perspective. What do you think of Iowa State? So many close losses this year. A program, big expectations. that failed to beat them a year ago. Where are you with this program and kind of looking forward with Iowa State? Yeah, I mean, they lost a lot. I mean, when you look at Oklahoma, too, they lost a lot, you know, either to graduation or the transfer portal when Lincoln left. So I feel like Iowa State's kind of in the same boat. They just had a lot of 
they had a lot of generational talent, especially a quarterback, running back, tight end, defense. I mean, they, they lost guys who meant a lot to them for two, mm-hmm. three, four years. And when you talk about building a program, that's what Matt Campbell was trying to build. He was trying to build up a base of players that have multiple years as starters under their belt. And when you lose guys like that, you're going to take a step back. Now, I didn't think it was going to be this kind of a step back, and I think that's part of what Matt Campbell will likely reflect on after the season is, you know, why did we end up in a situation where we most likely missed a bowl game for the first time in several years? Was it uh, talent? Was it, you know, us not developing talent well enough? Was it us just having a an off year? You know, for a program like Iowa State that that had not had the kind of success in that kind of period of time before Campbell got there, you know, when you have a year like this, it's a it can be a fork in the road kind of moment. Are you are you going to you know tap into the transfer portal? Are you going to uh, recruit better? Do you need to develop talent better? I, I think those are the kinds of things they're going to look at in the off season. I don't think this means there's a downward turn for Iowa State personally. One year does not you know make a trend. Uh, but I, I think that they're going to have to, you know, go out and target, you know, talent at wide receiver, uh, talent on their defense, talent up front, uh, get better in terms of just having the, the depth they need on the offensive and defensive lines, uh, because they're going to be losing players there too. You know, they're going to be losing some special players at those positions as well. So um, when you get to this point, when there are now expectations attached to your program, You've got to bring in talent every year, not just the talent that you're going to develop for two, three years as you recruit, but the talent that can come in and help you for a year or two as a transfer. Uh, Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Matt, get you out of here on this. Um, just real quick, basketball-wise, we're only two or three games into the season. Uh, TCU and Oklahoma both have had kind of head-scratching losses so far. But just uh, your thoughts on, on the conference overall from what you've seen after, again, two or three games. Yeah, I mean, I think the top four teams in the conference are the top four teams. That's what we expected. Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech. Um, this is a big week, though. I mean, you talked about the TCU game. That was an extremely unexpected loss, and I, I'm going to be writing something on that tomorrow. But, um, you know, Kansas plays Duke tonight. Uh, Texas has Gonzaga at home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor goes to Vegas this weekend, and they will start with Virginia, and then they will get either UCLA or Illinois, depending on how that tournament goes. Uh, Texas Tech is getting ready to go to Maui. Kansas is getting ready to go to the, to the Battle of Atlantis. So the next couple weeks, you know, after a week, uh, a week of steady diet of just you know, kind of, you know, basically happy meal games for these teams, uh, they're they're going to get out and they're going to get some stiff competition the next couple of weeks. You know, leading up to Baylor's showdown with Gonzaga, I think at the end of the month up in South Dakota, uh, up at the Pentagon. Oh, nice. Um, it's it's going to be, next couple of weeks, you're going to see the high rollers in this conference play a lot of really high-level games against high-level competition, and we're going to get a real sense of where they're at as they go into December for the Big East battle. Can't wait. Great stuff. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Matt, thank you. Look forward to catching up with you uh, in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yep, it. Yep, good to talk to you, Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. All right, good stuff out of uh, Matt. Um, back-to-back years, no Oklahoma, Texas in the championship. How about that? And it'll be a long time after that because <laughs> they will be in the SEC soon enough. I thought they were going to be there next year, but it doesn't look like it. Anyways, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. Gary Swenson playing for a state championship was team as he'll be coaching in a state championship game. He joins us. When we come back, it's Miller and Condon, and we are on Des Moines Sports Day. 
Ten minutes before noon, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. We'll catch up with him in the final hour of the program. That'll be about 10, or 12.25, somewhere in that vicinity. Put a bow on the season. Look ahead to the Hot Stove League, which is underway. Will there, when will the first big name uh, sign on the dotted line. Will there be any big, big trades? Otani going to stay with the Angels? Catch up with some of the uh, speculation that's going around Major League Baseball, and we'll do that with Matt Snyder coming up here in about 35 minutes or thereabouts. All right, Gary Swenson is just asked to reschedule, so we'll do that. We'll catch him to kick off uh, the second hour of the program. So Valley lost to Dowling week eight. Yes. And then came back and got them in the uh, semifinal. Mm -hmm. When did Valley play Southeast Polk? It was early in the season. I want to say it was week two. Okay. So it was way, way back for for Valley. And 24-7 was the final. Um, I did not do that game. I heard probably wasn't even that close at the time. Oh, really? Okay. But look at Valley. I mean, what they've done. Mm -hmm. They started on the road in the playoffs against the only undefeated team left in 5A, Pleasant Valley. They go there and win. Mm-hmm. Quarterfinals go on the road again. They go up to the Unidome. They beat Cedar Falls. Jeez. Back to the Dome again. They beat the rival. Yeah. And the other part about it. Though that's, that's a hell of a, that's daunting. Well, and on top of it, Valley has, has had some success in the regular season against Dowling during that great run. You know, they beat them, I think, four, maybe five times during that run of Dowling. But every time they played the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Dowling would come Dowling get, get, get back. Yeah. And Dowling's just. Hanging on, 21-7. Felt like there were a couple opportunities to put him away, and Valley kept hanging around, hanging around, made a couple of big plays, going for two. I mean, just to do that at the high school level and rematches, and we'll get a rematch here, it is so difficult. Mm. It is so difficult that second time for the team that already yeah. beat him. It's, you're talking you know, 15 to 18-year-old kids. Yeah. And you know how the mentality is. No, we already beat I, these guys. I, right, right. I, I totally agree. So what was the crowd like? I, that's one thing I didn't ask you. Was they, did they show up? Because that was the early game. It was. And it was a decided majority for Dowling Catholic. Mm. There was a big crowd. I was surprised how light the Valley crowd yeah, was. That is surprising. Because Valley, I mean, normally now yeah. you're talking about a 4 o'clock game as opposed to usually a night right, game. So right, that was right, a part right. of it, I'm sure, too. But, I mean, it was parents. The student section was maybe a third as many as Jeez. on the Dowling side. But... The ones that made it. Vocal? Yes, they were, and they had a lot to celebrate at the end. And for the ones that didn't, thanks to listening to me. And you can also sync up your TV if you're going to watch it so on tell Friday So tell me about that. So how does that work? What app is it? i, I got to find the name of the app here, because uh, some of my buddies did this uh, on Friday night as they were watching the game, and then they were they synced it up. So basically... So where were they watching it, first of all? On the stream. Oh, okay. And you can put it up on your TV, Roku, you know, those different things. So they had it up there. But there is an app where if you're listening through streaming, which you can on the iHeartRadio app, just search mm-hmm. 96.9, it'll pop up. If you're listening that way and you can DVR the game then, you can basically pause the DVR or it sets it up this app and then it'll set up the sound. So if you want to hear Dolphin and, uh, and uh, Podolak mm-hmm. call the game, you can do that with this app. Same thing. You want to listen to John Walters and Eric Heft, you can do that with this app. i got to find the name of it. But a really cool one. And I it's hear a free one. It is, yeah. yeah. And I hear Learfield. They talk about it. They broadcast it a lot. I uh, was doing some driving on Saturday. I've told you that college football blitz that bounces around all yep. the yep. different radio calls. I absolutely love that thing. Or if I'm working in the yard, it's just one of those great things that that has there. And they were talking about it. So yeah, a few of my buddies said it. It works incredibly well. So I'll pass that info along. If you want to listen to you know, somebody that 
has covered these teams all season long. <laughs> that would be you, after all, Trent. So, and when will you get into basketball? You're going to wait till the calendar turns to 23. I got to take a peek at the calendar, see what we have. Of course, we have Iowa State women yep. and the Wild, Busy. And, and see what's available. Mm-hmm. Kind of availability there. We'll get some games, and I'm sure we'll get at least a game or two in before we get to on Christmas break. And then, yeah, once January comes, it'll be all systems going before we know it. Basketball yeah. season will fly through. That February date, we got the first ever girls' championship on the wrestling side of things. That'll be happening at the end of January over in Iowa City, right into state wrestling. Great time. As bad as the weather is. Today, you mean? High school sports. It's going to be really good this winter. Uh, I, I, well, I know, I know that you're right. All right, so both uh, Iowa and Iowa State are holding their press conference today, football-wise. Mm-hmm. What do you think we're going to learn? Anything? Sounds like Arlen Bruce is going to play for Iowa. At least he's back on the depth chart. Um, what are we going to learn? What are we going to learn? Yeah, that's, what are we going to learn? Nothing? That's probably. I mean, that's kind of where we are when we get this deep into the season. Is somebody going to ask Kirk about Keegan Johnson again? No, no, that ship has sailed. Uh, how many times has he had to answer yeah, the question? Yeah. And he's not coming back this year. Right. Ever might be a long way. It's, it's hard to find, uh, I'm sure there's a couple out there, but the majority of the, uh, um, bull prognostications that are starting to come out there. Everybody's got them back in Tampa. At what? What is it used to formerly the Outback Bowl? Right. What is it? The Rely Quest? Is that what Something it is like now? That, yeah. Uh, but back to Tampa, they shall go. And I've seen it taken on South Carolina. I've seen maybe Mississippi State. Um, I don't care. They play their defense will show up. Defense will show up. Well, the offense probably mm-hmm. not. Another typical Iowa game, right? Anyway, it will be. And if it's South Carolina. They got their own problems offensively. They do. <laughs> they do. You know, I keep coming back to the uh, the story that or the, the the talker that you put out there, and it is. It's it's going to be, I think, fascinating to watch. Is there so much for Iowa to play for? Mm-hmm. And if they do get back to Indianapolis, and if they do get to a really good bowl game, which by the sounds of things, that's going to be the case. What's going to happen? Big picture, nothing. Kirk Ferentz is going to be relying on. Hey, we won the division again. Mm-hmm. That's what makes not just this year, even the past two years, so frustrating. I look at this all-encompassing, really the last six years. Iowa, even if they complete the process this year and they get back to the championship, it'll be two division titles. That's good. It should have been more. Nate Stanley had two different teams that absolutely was the best team in the division, and they let it slide. They let games get away, and almost every single time you can point to the offense. That was the reason that they came up short. And now you're going to go into, yes, the final year of the Big Ten West, but a changing landscape in the Big Ten. It's not about beating Purdue and Wisconsin and Minnesota anymore. It's going to be about beating USC and UCLA mm-hmm. and Penn State and Ohio State. So we do get Michigan. one more year of the, the One of more the year, but after right. that, the landscape yep. is changing. The West yep. is going away, and with it, how different that conference is going to be and what you have to do just to get to a championship game, to be in the top two out of a league with 16 teams. It's going to be incredibly difficult. When will we get that schedule? Do you think? I mean, I know that we haven't even got next year. Have we got next year's yet? Yeah, yeah. So when will we get? When will we get the uh, schedule? I guess there's a big meeting with UCLA and the Board of Regents. There's still folks that are trying to prevent them from leaving. I don't know how you can. Right. I really, I don't know how you can. But aren't you kind of curious to see how that shakes out? Well, I'm going to guess this is something that we'll see down the road. This will be like a maybe. Well, it came out this fall, the schedule for next season. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I would anticipate... We're still a year away from... Oh, yeah. That's, I'd, I'd love to see... I mean, look, I get the fact that, yep, the Big 12's changing too. Mm-hmm. 
but is anybody really going to be your eyeballs go right to who's playing in the Rose Bowl? Right. Who's playing? Who's yes. playing at in who gets, Cincy? Who gets to go to the Coliseum? A little bit yeah. different than who gets to but go. Just, well, just two I mean two historic buildings though, right? right? Head to Orlando, Houston, right? <laughs> um, look, I, as I said a million times, and I truly believe this. Uh, Bob Bowlesby did a hell of a job bringing this mm-hmm. together, but when it comes to the allure mm-hmm. of some of the magical um, stadiums in, in the sport, it's the Rose Bowl. And- Let's say Iowa plays early October game against UCLA. That's their first, first road trip. First weekend of October. First weekend of October. So it's going to be hot in, in L.A. It's all right. Like 90s. Um, they'll be fine. Uh-huh. How many Iowa fans show up? For that one? Mm-hmm. They got a summer to plan before it. You know, the um, schedule's out in plenty of time, so people can do that. I think more would travel to that game than probably any other game on their schedule that year. But there's no doubt. I mean, I've been to the Arizona and Arizona State games, and there was 25,000 people mm-hmm. there for those games. Thirty. Mm-hmm. Does the bad taste in the Rose Bowl from the last time they were there do no. anything? I don't think it does. No, not at all. I mean, there's been bad taste every single time they've been to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. For most everybody's yeah. uh, memory, unless you, your memory goes back to the 50s. 50s, yeah. Kenny Plain. Right. So, I, I, 40,000? I mean, is it... It's it's going to be a tough ticket. It's going to be a tough plane ticket. It won't be a tough ticket. Right. You'll get in the building, but uh, it, it's going to be a tough ticket. Boy, I can't wait for that schedule to come out. I really can't. But that's wasting away a whole entire year, and we don't want to do don't that. Don't do that. No, sir I don't want to waste the next two weeks, because then after that, well, championship weekend. Yeah. We'll take our time out. We'll come back. Gary Swenson kicks off our number two. Uh, look forward to catching up with him. And then Matt Snyder on baseball. Trent's played today. Boy, a couple of massive college basketball games on the schedule tonight as well. Miller and Condon, hour two, coming up next.